this is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast almost 2023, which means it's the end of the year. And when it's the end of the year, it's kind of a good thing because it gives you an opportunity once the new year starts to be able to go through and reorganize and refocus and get ready to, you know, improve the things that you need to improve on. And one of the things that is tough is sometimes at the end of the year, you're going to have a lot of inventory. And so when you start the new year, you sometimes want to start more fresh, look at some of the old things that aren't selling and kind of figure out how you can get through some of that older inventory. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is what do you do if at the end of the year you have way too much inventory? So we're going to give you some strategies on ways that you can make sales and try to get rid of old stuff so you can make room for new things. Yeah, I found that last year and the year before, I kind of, you know, we all get like that feeling. I mean, at least I do. I don't know about everybody, but like when the new year hits, you want that new fresh start, like you were saying. And I was just like really sick of looking at some of the stuff and like it wasn't moving and maybe I'd made a bad purchase or whatever the case was. And some of the stuff I held on to because I was thinking, you know, it doesn't make sense to just get rid of it because I paid money for these items. I don't want to just get rid of them. And I didn't really know how to liquidate them or have a strategy in place to get my money back or at least part of my money back and then reinvest that money into better inventory. So I'm sure that this is, we've actually had this question come up a couple of times in the last few weeks. So we kind of wanted to cover that for you guys to give you some ideas, like Liz said, on what you can do um, with that stuff that you just can't stand <laughs> to look at anymore. <laughs> and some of the, you know, first idea, you want to do whatever you can to make sales and to make that money back and hopefully a profit on those items. Because honestly, like we purchase those items as inventory to sell and make a profit on. We don't just want to make our money back on it or take a loss on it. But if it's been something that you've held on to for a long time, sometimes it's, it's, especially depending on your space situation, if you don't have a ton of space, sometimes it's better to cut your losses on the space and sell it for whatever you can sell it for um, and get that space back and get some of your money back. So you want to do whatever you can to make those sales. So running a sale on whatever platform the inventory is listed on is probably a really good first step to take in order to try to you know regain some of that money that you spent on the item and get it out of your uh, storage space. So not only run sales, but also look on, on eBay. It's pretty easy to do this. You can sort by the start date. And that's mm-hmm. usually how we start running sales is we will on eBay go into our account mm-hmm sort by the oldest items that are listed. And when you're creating a markdown sale to put things at 25, 30% off, you can actually choose to sort it by oldest inventory. So that could be a strategy. Go in there, anything that is over six months old, run a really big sale. 
try to liquidate that stuff. And like Ashley said, yes, we want to make a profit. Sometimes we have bad buys. Sometimes items that we think are going to sell end up not selling. Maybe they got saturated. Maybe there's no need for those items anymore. There's not that demand that there was when you first purchased them. So running the sale, that's a good way, good fresh start for the year. And keep in mind too, if you're listening, at the beginning of the year, we're not saying that you're not going to get any sales. People still buy well into January. It's the holidays are over. People have their gift cards that they've gotten for Christmas and they're willing to spend money on items that could be in your store. So don't, as soon as the first of the year comes, all of a sudden just slash all your prices. Kind of watch your sales. If you they're pretty slow in January, these are just some of the tips that you can do to try to get through some of that inventory. Another thing, you can send coupons. I know on eBay, you're able to do that. You can send them to people who have previously purchased in your store. You can just have a coupon on your site. So if somebody goes to an item, it might say you can take 20% off. Maybe you can save $5. Maybe it's free shipping. So there's coupons as well. And then lowering the prices is really big. I know that we tend to sometimes look at the competitors and try to price higher just because we are, we have a lot of space. So we can kind of wait on items a little bit longer. Maybe look at some of the prices that you have and start lowering some of the items. Maybe they are just too high and that's why they didn't sell. Yeah, that's a really good point. Especially when I started listing on eBay, I wanted, you know, top dollar for everything. I always listed my items. I was one of the most expensive, you know, listings, whatever that item was when you did the the search on eBay for the items. And it, it worked out really well for me for a while, but then I started to realize that I didn't go back in and change the prices or lower them at all. And all of a sudden I was stuck with this stuff. And then, like you said, the demand kind of dwindled a little bit. And now I, you know, am barely going to make up with these things. So that's a really, really good point. Another tip that we have for you guys is to have a garage sale. People freaking love garage sales, yard sales, whatever you want to call them. Liz is very lucky that she lives in the gorgeous state of Arizona and has beautiful weather pretty much all year round. Here in New York, we are getting like 18 inches of snow between tonight and tomorrow. So that's not really, you know, something that I'm able to do right now. But throughout this time of year, if I come across things that fit into this category of things that I'm sick of looking at, just not selling, I missed the boat on, whatever the case might be. I kind of have a bin set aside. Actually, there's a couple bins set aside of things that I'll add to my garage sale when we have that in the spring, like late spring, early summer, when garage sale season starts around here. It's an option for some of you guys, especially this time of year, if you live in a beautiful, sunny, warm, nice state. That's not New York. One thing we've been doing to try to make sales and move more inventory is cross-listing. I know we had in a previous episode, we talked about how I started cross-listing from eBay to Poshmark and Macari. That's another strategy you can do. So not only having your items on one platform, putting them on multiple platforms will then expose them to more buyers. That could also help you with sales. There is an awesome uh, app, software, website, whatever you want to call it. It's called Flip. It's F-L-Y-P. And there are resellers on this platform who will express interest in lots of clothing that other people list. And then you send out that box of clothes to the seller. They photograph it, list it, sell it, 
and ship it out for you. And then you make a portion of the profit. Talked about this in other episodes. I've used Flip before um, as someone who is trying to you know, get rid of some of my inventory that was overwhelming me, especially pants. We've both said it a million times. We hate listing pants. It's just one of those things. It's hard to pass up a really good deal on them. If you see a great pair of pants for, you know, a dollar and you know you can sell them for 35 to 50 bucks, like it's really hard to say no to that. But then you gotta, of course, do the work and list it and sell it. So I sent out a bunch of boxes to other sellers and they did all the work for me and I made profit on those items and I didn't have to worry about doing most of the work that, you know, is required to sell those items. So that was a really good solution for me to kind of liquidate some of my pant inventory that I knew those things were just going to sit around because I really didn't want to deal with them. So that's definitely an option for you guys. If you, um, have some stuff sitting there, even like some of your lower end brands, you know, they have a brand list of things that they'll accept items that they'll accept and things that they won't accept. All of that is listed, you know, on the app and on their website. So it's pretty, you know, easily accessible. You can check that out, but even like some lower end brands that like people just like these items or everyday items that people wear all the time. So, you know, it's a good option to have if you need to get rid of some of your inventory. Yeah. And there was another tip, which is very, very similar. So not just using flip, but also finding other resellers that maybe you can sell your inventory to. I know we had Ronnie in the flips. He was on as a guest and he talked about how he actually uses other resellers to source for him. Mm -hmm. So maybe putting all of your items into like a bundle and trying to sell those to other resellers. Maybe there's resellers in your area that specialize in certain brands. Maybe they do just shoes. So really trying to think a creative way to get rid of your inventory, maybe before you think about having a garage sale. Another thing that kind of goes with that too, if you're going to bundle a bunch of inventory and try to sell it to another reseller, maybe look at some of the brands that you have and take those listings down and maybe create a bundle listing. Maybe you have a bunch of hiking shirts that are just sitting there. Take the hiking shirts down, rephoto them. It is a little bit more work, but see if maybe you can sell them in bundles online. Because I know that we sell a lot of lots of shirts. Golf shirts we'll put, you know, in a two pack, a four pack and sell those. And there's a lot of buyers that like specific brands. They like to buy multiple items because then they feel like they're getting a deal Mm -hmm. and you are actually only having to pay for one shipping. So that is sometimes a benefit for the seller as well. Another tip that we have for you guys is to reach out to previous customers with specific and special discounts just for them. So there are different ways on each platform, Posh, Macari, eBay, etc., where you can access this information to see who you've sold to previously. And then on eBay, for example, you can send those customers only a special a discount, a coupon, a code, whatever you want to create for them um, that might entice them to come back and shop your store. This works especially well on eBay if you have a lot of um, the same inventory. So like Liz was saying, golf shirts, Hawaiian shirts, Harley items, you know, things that people are interested in. So it's not necessarily going to work very well if you have 
2000 different items and people have to sort through to kind of see if there's anything that catches their eye. So if you have, you know, customers that have purchased a specific thing from you before, let's say it is a Harley Davidson t-shirt, for example, and you have, you know, another 15 or 20 of them in your store, send that person a coupon and see if they're interested in some of the other Harley shirts you have. Um, on Poshmark, this is a little bit of a touchy subject, I think, for Poshmark because so many people spam each other. I'm having a closet sale, 20% off or whatever. You know, they mass message people. There is a way to do this. And there are definitely a lot of ways to not do this. And I think part of the way, the right way to do this is to build a relationship with those customers on Poshmark. Poshmark's a little bit different than eBay. Poshmark has like the Posh love and this community and whatever. There are a lot of people who are repeat buyers on Poshmark. They find closets that have that vibe, that style that works with them, and they continue to shop from those closets because those sellers are able to source similar items again and again. So it's important to kind of cultivate those relationships with the people that are purchasing from you over and over. Reach out to them, send them a special thank you note. There's a gentleman, Gary V. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of him. And this is a a bit of a tangent, but I'm going on it anyways, guys. So buckle up. All right. Gary V has this book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And basically the premise of the book is that you cannot just right hook everyone every single time when you want to make a sale. You can't sell to them again and again and again and again. You have to build a relationship. You have to jab at them in order to be able to make that right hook successful. Building a relationship, reaching out to them, talking to them, getting them to like you and trust you. And then you can right hook them, which is when a sale happens. And I think that's a pretty genius idea. Not everyone's going to buy from you every single time. And that's okay. As long as you're, you know, building a relationship with them in the correct way, not spamming them, not making them miserable and wanting to block you. That's, that's my tangent. That's what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite the tangent. All right. So let's say that you've tried pretty much all of these tips that we're giving you. You have had your garage sale. There are two things you can do after that. Definitely always identify those items that you know you just need to get rid of. That's just how reselling is. It's kind of how any business is. They just liquidate stuff until finally it's marked down so low, somebody finally takes it off their shelf or they get rid of it. So after the garage sale, you've got all this inventory. What do you do with it? You can always reach out to family and friends, see if anybody needs that inventory, make a post on Facebook. You know, maybe you have a lot of kids items and there's somebody who is looking for those. And then another thing, donate the items, find a shelter, find an organization that takes them. A lot of people don't like donating to Goodwill, but that's another option. So thrift store you can donate to, and there's lots of thrift stores that will take your inventory. Some of the smaller shops because they don't get as much. And a lot of times when you're donating, a good thing is it's tax deductible. So you can get that tax de deduction for donating stuff. So then I feel like when I'm doing that, it doesn't make me feel like I'm losing. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like I'm just giving away all this inventory that I could have made money. 
I'm actually donating it. It's going back to people who need it and I'm able to deduct it on my taxes. So I feel like that is a win-win situation. Yeah. There's two things that what you said kind of prompted for me. One is maybe before donating, try at some point in this like cycle, try a consignment store. Um, you know, they'll take part of your profit, but you'll make some also and hopefully at least make your money back, maybe a little bit of profit also. And you don't have to do really any of the work besides just drop the items off. I've used that before. And then along with donating to a thrift store, I know that there are some thrift stores like Salvation Armies or Goodwills, and it's not all of them. Guys, this will depend on where you live in the country and what programs your stores have. But some of them, if you donate a certain amount of things, will give you a a coupon to shop with them. So maybe if you, you know, donate a bag of clothing, they'll give you a 10% or 20% off coupon. And then that kind of, you know, puts it back out into the, you know, into the stores for people who might need it. You get a discount on your next purchase and you also be able to use the tax deduction. So it's kind of like layering those um, advantages for you to, you know, be able to liquidate the items and kind of get something back as well. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that day